Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It's another fine summer day, but it's fall. So I'm uh, actually, enjo- I'm actually enjoying nice summer weather. Yeah, whatever. Every day is the same in Los Angeles. You need to come to a part of the world where the weather changes. Uh, we have this wonderful thing called fall, and uh, it's, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I tell you because I'm dying to wear a sweatshirt. So I'm walking on the, I'm walking on the treadmill in the gym this morning and they have the extended forecast over the next 10 days uh-huh. in Los Angeles. And I hate to tell you this, it won't be below 75 degrees. So, uh, life I, I still so can't rough. wear a jacket yet. <laughs> well, Hey, welcome back to the selling from the heart podcast. If you're new to the podcast, you've joined a growing international community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine being authentic, doing the hard work. We call it selling from the heart. And uh, big shout out to, to Lee Sauls last week. Boy, Larry, that was a fantastic conversation about differentiation. And uh, the, the banter that's going back and forth and, and the ideas that are flowing out of that uh, have been a lot of fun and really powerful, actually. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we always talk about how do you rise above the sea of sameness? Because, you know, my whole slant on this is there's a lot of empty suits out there and a lot of empty suits like wallering in the sea of sameness. So, you know, sales differentiation, it's a, it's a great book. Lee's a great guy, but we got to differentiate ourselves as salespeople who are dead in the water. Yeah, no question. And this week we're going to steer the conversation. Uh, we've got a, a fantastic guest. In fact, we're, we're going global. We're floating across the pond all the way uh, from the uh, United Kingdom, Tim Hughes himself, the author of Social Selling, and the author of the new book, Smarketing, that just came out. Uh, Tim is here today on the Selling from the Heart podcast, and I'm excited about our conversation. Welcome, Tim. Hi, guys. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Larry. Good to meet you. Yeah, it's great, it's great to be here, <laughs> and uh, congratulations on, on the new book. Um, I know many of our listeners have read your first book, Social Selling, uh, with techniques to influence buyers and changemakers. Today, uh, man, just the conversation around smarketing, I think is going to be fantastic as we unpack that. But I'm curious, as we get started, we ask a question of all of our guests. Uh, and it's really simple is, Tim, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? I, I, I'm, I'm a new business sales guy. Um, it's always been my... It's, it's always been my passion to, 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 to go to new people, talk to them, um, build trust, mm-hmm. and sell them something. And, and I've always created sales from nothing. So, you're, you're, you know, you've got, there's nothing, there's no leads, there's no business cards, and you create mm-hmm. something from nothing. And for me, that's the, it's actually a fantastic, um, the most one of the most fantastic feelings there is in the world when you win a deal that you've actually created from nothing. Um, and I've been in sales for 25 years and you, you know, this is before the internet. This is before email. Um, you know, I started when there was a typing pool, we wrote our letters <laughs> and the only way that you could come across and, and, um, and sell stuff was to be trustworthy and to be honest and be authentic. 
Yeah. Um, and and I I just think that um, and be a, you know be, be a leader. I'm you know Daryl, you and I are big fans of Dead Deb, Deb Calvert and and yeah. the the uh, you know about leading. You know we 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 are leaders and we need to be all of those things. Um, and I'm also a great believer in that sales is a profession, just like doctors and solicitors mm. and or attorneys. I think you call them. Um, and and so um, and and we need to live by that. And I think selling from the heart is a is a is a great way of kind of summing that all up. Boy, that's that's music to my ears, Tim. <laughs> that's all right, Larry. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and Tim, you and I got to share some time together in London earlier this year. I we thoroughly did. enjoyed our conversations, and and being on your podcast as well was fun. But uh, you know, I think it might be cool if if you could catch our listeners up uh, just a little bit on your story because your journey through your career to get where you are today is is somewhat unique, um, and I think you've got a a real powerful message to bring to the world. So. What's the Tim Hughes story in uh, 90 seconds or less? Um, very quickly, um, I've uh, been in sales for 25 years. Um, previously to running my own company now, I was at Oracle Corporation for 10 years, um, and we took the sales force through a massive tr- uh, transformation. So we, we took them from selling on-premise, uh, you know, software and, and services, um, to selling cloud. They had, mm-hmm. Oracle had gone through a massive um, uh, impact through competitors. You know, we were having SaaS competitors that changed the selling cycle from 18 months to six months to three months to eight weeks. Yeah. Wow. So we, you know, we, so, so if you've got a, as a salesperson, if you've got 18 months to work out and win the deal, you can, you can lose it. You can win it. You can lose it. You can win it. And, <laughs> right. and you know, each month you could be losing it and then winning it. But if you've only got eight weeks, it completely transforms the way wow. that you, the way that you work. So we completely ripped up the way they sold and we got them to uh, do storytelling, to use whiteboards rather than um, PowerPoint um, and to social sell. Um, and the, the part of the story is I was involved in, in social. I was involved in social selling. Um, I then write a book in the weekends and called Social Selling Techniques to Influence Bars and Changemakers. Um, and then I decided to set up my own company. Yeah, um, and now we teach people how to do social and and it's we every day is fantastic. Yeah, it it is such a fun time uh, to be it, it in the sales the, profession, isn't I, it? I say this is the golden age of sales. You know, we so have too. an opportunity right now, and one of the things I like about Larry's book is that it actually speaks out that we have an opportunity right now to prove to people the importance of sales and the importance of our leadership and the importance of our. Uh, ability to, uh, you know, sales is a great, it's a great thing. We're helping people. It is. Yeah. You know, and, and you, and you bring up a great point because sales, everybody's, everything's changing around us, but somehow the sales, the sales profession isn't changing as fast as everything else that's changing around them. But what I'm starting to find as I start bringing selling from the heart out into the, to the sales world all over the place is those core foundations that you and I grew up with in sales really haven't changed. I mean, right. you know, and, and I started my sales career just a couple of years, you know, before you, we still had to be genuine. We still had to be authentic. We still had to bring our heart. We just didn't have all the tools. Yeah. So I totally agree. Today, and match that all together. Imagine yeah. what happens. Yeah. I, I, you know, we, you know, obviously I spend my days talking about social selling, but people seem to think that there is some fundamental thing that we've changed. And in effect, when we're sitting in front of customers, it's, it's, it's really no different. Um, 
But what has changed is the way that we we buy. Now, I, we've had three CMOs come to us in the last um, in the last three months. These are re- well respected CMOs um, who've come to us and actually said marketing doesn't work anymore. Wow, Advertis- so advertising doesn't happen? work. Yeah, uh, with because of GDPR, we we're no longer to se- able to send out emails. Certainly in the B two B space where I've been working. Um, you know, if you ring somebody up cold and try and get through to the, the CFO, they'll just laugh at you. Um, uh, events aren't working. Um, even in Canada, our reseller there, they have a client where events um, of basically the output of events have dropped 60% in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are floundering around and trying to work out what to do. Um, part of that is that you know, it's quite easy to carry on doing the same thing. There's that Einstein quote, isn't it? That you, you yeah. keep doing the same thing. And, and all you do is just, if you just increase your budget by 10 or 20% every year, you'll get the same results. But ultimately, yeah. all of those different channels, the, 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 the way of interrupting people and broadcasting to people is over. Um, and, the, and we have to work out a different way of, 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 of working and contacting people. So even more so, our ability to have trust our ability to be authentic, mm-hmm. uh, our ability not to be manipulative, all of those things are now are coming out and being even more important. You know, when we talk about the core skills, sales skills of a selling from the heart professional, you know, really kind of getting to the heart of sales success, we, we're, we're looking at things like emotional intelligence, really understanding your value proposition. But the, the thing that the third leg of that stool, if you will, uh, this skill set in what, what we you know, I was actually blogging this morning about the topic of conversational intelligence, like being able to drive conversation in today's world in a trustworthy way, in an authentic way, in a way that that resonates and in the channel or, or method of communication that that we expect. You know, it's interesting when I was researching that that blog article, I was looking at uh, trends in online dating and and I discovered that. This was this was fascinating, Larry. I don't even think you and I have talked about this yet. Of the people that are on the online date in the online dating world, eighty percent of them say that they have. I think it was eighty-one percent. If we want to get accurate, I'll, I'll quote the source in the show notes. If you really are, are concerned, but basically, eighty percent of them said that they had been able to drive online conversation that resulted in a face-to-face meeting. In other words, they had communicated digitally. In the, in the dating world on a dating site, and it resulted in a face-to-face meeting or a date. And interestingly enough, if you want to just take metrics all the way to the close, 17% of marriages last year began with online conversation. It's probably higher than that. Uh, but that was a, a one stat that I saw. And it's interesting, the reason I bring all this up and this, it is this topic of conversational intelligence. The way that we communicate, the way that we converse, and isn't relationship building and sales all about conversation, the way that we communicate has radically changed over the last decade. Um, and, and it seems like even though most of the world is like in lockstep with these new ways of communication in sales, we seem to still be dragging our knuckles on the ground and, and like, you know, behind the curve in conversational intelligence. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you think about, about the way that we communicate, I know you're right in the heart of this with all these different sales teams you work with, Tim. I mean, what are your observations in the level of conversational intelligence 
in the sales teams that you see? And then, you know, what, what can, what can we do about that? I think that, um, I mean, what, what we're seeing is that the, the, um, you're quite right. The change that the sales hasn't changed that much. Right. Um, and that there is this still assumption that, you know, we can carry on doing what we've been doing, even though we actually know everything has changed because right. we're all buyers ourselves. Yes. And, um, we, you know, we all use the internet and research stuff and, um, we all buy stuff off the internet and we are all annoyed by, um, uh, being interrupted by stuff, except we then go to our desks and do exactly the opposite. Um, I think one of the things that, that salespeople probably don't recognize, and I think is that conversation and also the ability that we are communicators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that communication is also about writing. Um, yes. You know, Larry, Larry, you know, you blog, Larry's blogs, he's written a book. Um, and we're some of the best communicators in the world. In fact, I would say that we're probably mm-hmm. the best communicators in the world. Have to um, be. Yeah. And, and well, yeah. And, you know, we, we have to write emails to get resources for our deals or we're writing um, re- um, proposals or we're writing management summaries. And, and what we're trying to do in the way that we write is for the client to take action or the, the client to, to recognize that, yeah, this, this is something that's going to transform our organization. Right. And yeah, that, therefore I need to buy it. And then we say to them, um, and then we say to people, right, you're now going to write a blog. And they go, oh, I can't do that. Well, you, you know, but, but here, this is what's interesting. And Tim, you and I spoke about this about 30 days ago. And I remember that conversation because uh, Tim and I, though we don't talk all the time, we do actually talk because every day I'm getting something from Tim and just about every day Tim's getting yeah. something from me. And on the weekend, Tim's getting something from me, which led to, I'm a firm believer and I know Tim agrees with this, is salespeople can write. And I think if the profession, if the easiest way in 2018, as we head into 2019, for the the sales profession to rise to the top and create that differentiation, or like Lee wrote in his book, sales differentiation, is to drive that level of conversation that salespeople have through multiple channels, which means, yes, salespeople must learn how to effectively write. And it goes back to just like salespeople must learn how to effectively prospect. It all goes hand in hand because I know Tim, you've seen it. I've seen firsthand just consistent writing. What's led to consistent writing, you know, as a salesperson has just, it's the level of conversations open has been mind blowing. Yeah. You know, buyers in, in, in the space that I work in, in enterprise B2B buyers know they have to deal with the salesperson. And in, in, in all cases, you know, there are certain products that you can buy through self-service and gradually that, you know, certain things, you know, you can buy certain cloud products by putting in a credit card and, and, and buying it. But in most cases, people have to talk to a salesperson, but mm-hmm. they will avoid it at all costs because we've all been manipulated in the past. So what they're doing is that they're looking for somebody that they can trust. Yeah, that's, I think, so, it, I'll, I'm sorry, I, I think we avoid it. I don't want to miss this. I think buyers avoid it at all costs until they find somebody that can add some value and that exactly. they trust, right? And, and what they do is that they look for somebody. And this, this goes to your, we need to be differentiated. You know, you know 90% of LinkedIn profiles look the same. You know, you, you're exactly the same as every other salesperson. Yeah. Um, you need to stand out and you need to be different, but you need to be approachable, which part of that is about being human. And 
also what people are doing is if you're spending, so there's some research that came out recently that said, if you're spending $100,000 on buying a product, the, mm-hmm. um, the prospect will, will be doing at least 40 hours of research. Wow. Online. So, you, you know, you want it, you need to stand out. You, you don't want to look like, just like all the other salespeople. And one of the ways that you can do that is look like an expert. We all are experts when we sit in front of clients. Yeah. You know, we've been, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know all about waste management or I know all about photocopiers or laser printers or whatever it is that you sell. You are an expert. They, they, people have to go through you to actually talk to, uh, to actually buy the product. And what we need to be doing is presenting ourselves as experts online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's it, hard. Yeah. And you bring up a great point because I challenge salespeople all the time with this, Tim, is you can have a great meeting with somebody face to face. And I'll use you and I as an example. I can walk into your office with all the confidence in the world and you and I can have a great conversation and we can talk about your issues and challenges and I can share how I might be able to help you. And we're going to shake hands, agree to next steps. And I can flat guarantee you this, the minute I leave, if it resonated with you, and within five minutes while it's fresh in your head, you're going to go, okay, who's this Larry guy, right? I just had a great meeting with him. Let me go, boom, 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 online. I mean, it may not happen all the time, Tim, but I can guarantee you that smart, savvy executive will go, let me find out if what this person just said is true. And then they go to your online presence and it looks like pure crap. Then what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a great yeah and, it's gone nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And um the other thing is that we quite often get people saying, uh, my clients aren't on social. Um, and, and okay, <laughs> that may be the case. And we can, and I can, I, you know, in most cases, we can prove to, to, to you that they are. But of let's course. assume they're not. What you will find is that there'll be people in that organization that are. So if you go sit to see a finance director, while he or she may not go online, they'll probably call in somebody and say, I've just met Larry Levine. Can you go and check if he's a, if he's a clown or not? Yep. And, and so it may not be that decision maker, but there will be a team. You know, if someone's going to spend $100,000 plus on, a, on an IT system, they're not going to buy it from anybody. They're going to check you out. Well, yeah, and absolutely. It, and it may not be the finance director, but it may be the deputy or somebody within the team. So the thing is, is you will be checked out by somebody in the team because someone is going to, some, some, you know, you're not going to spend money with, with, if you're going to spend that money, you're going to check. If you're going to go to the board, you're, you don't want to look stupid in front of the board. Yeah, no question. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, in terms of, of our audience, um, and, and we've got a, you know, a fantastic audience of genuine sales professionals that are trying to be better and excellent at what they do. What are some things that uh, sales professionals can do to up their game when it comes to conversation intelligence? Um, I, I, I always, the way I always work is I, I, I assume that everybody else, um, thinks like I do. So I expect professionalism, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, you turn up on time and, and, um, course, if you yeah. say something, you, you, you do it and you do it, you, you know, all of those things I think are important. Um, and, uh, you know, one, I think one of the things that I learned very early on in sales was the one around active listening. Mm. And, and, and actually listening to what somebody says rather than thinking about the next thing that you're going to pitch to them. Right. Um, and then also controlling the conversation because quite often people will deliberately or not deliberately take, but you'll end up in a conversation that will go down a, a, a rabbit hole. 
Uh. And I think, it, you know, having a conversation with somebody is, it, it's actually quite a, it's actually quite a, um, um, a, a difficult thing because you're listening, you are thinking about what, what you're going to say, um, but also reacting and trying to work out where a person's coming from. Yeah, um, how, do we, how do we take those principles, like the, those good conversation principles and adapt them to the digital world, right? Because we've got, you know, so much of the, the initial conversation, really, quite frankly, throughout the process um, with buying teams ends up being digital. And it's not all email, right? Some of it's uh, some of it's social. How do we get conversational intelligence down to the to the the digital level? Well, I, you know, when, when we're on social, we have we, we need to have the same etiquette, the same manners as that we would do uh, uh, offline. The other thing about social, the make, mistake that people make, is that there's an, there's this expectation that the conversation carries online, and it shouldn't do. You know, what you do is you build a relationship with the person and. Um, you get to a point where you, you, you say, where you actually take the conversation offline, whether that's a call, whether that's a meeting or something like that. And then the old sales skills that, we, that we've had for years and the ones that we've, that we've got or your listeners have got basically kick in. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so what, 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 what this, while, while selling with social and, and over social has a different mindset, once we actually get to the meeting, all of the things that we've done in the past are, are, are pretty much the same. And we must remember that in a way, what we're trying to do is we use social as a way as getting that meeting, getting that phone call, just like we've, you know, just like when I started writing letters and sending mail shots and stuff like that, that mm. was about getting a meeting or getting a conversation. Yeah. You know, and, and this is, it, it's, cause that, that's the magic bullet that everybody's looking for is how do I take this conversation from online to offline? And there's very few that do it because, I mean, I see it day in and day out. And, and it's really interesting because as fast as I start that conversation online, Tim, I want it offline as fast as possible. And it's as simple as, hey, you know, and I'll just give you an example. It's as simple as just saying, hey, Tim, I've enjoyed, you know, the last five minutes or the last 10 minutes of going back and forth online. But this conversation warrants us, to dive in deeper to this or something like that, or I've enjoyed yeah. the conversation. Let's just dig in deeper. You know, what's the next couple of weeks look like for us just to hop on a quick phone call. Mm-hmm. That's just being human, but it's also showing interest that you, you took that, that conversation you had with somebody meant something, but it's hard because salespeople are in sales mode. So often they go, why would I do that? Because the goal is to sell them something. Yeah, it is. But the goal is you got to build that relationship with that person first in order to get it to a point where you can even have a conversation that involves any aspect of sales. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's always been the case. You know, it, you know as, a, as a new business salesperson, um, you, know, you, you literally would kick down the door and immediately you've got to build a, a, a relationship with somebody. And, you know, you've got only one maybe two hours if you're lucky to build trust mm-hmm. and and we have that similar sort of thing online where if you you know if you wander around and and it, well if you look like a spammer you'll get treated like one yeah um if you send you know if you if you if you send me a linkedin request and pitch me your services i just ignore it um so and and and, and i think that you know buyers will do that as well it, and you know there's a lot of this talk about giving before that you get before you know asking for something Gary V talks about it um, and I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in that 
Um, and there's lots of analogies about, you know, you never go on a first date and propose marriage. You know, you kind of need to get to know them a bit. And I think that's the same um, when when you're online. I would expect someone to have read my profile. I would have expect someone to... Uh, I'm, I've said on a podcast somewhere, um, what I would expect you to do is come and mention my book. So I get all these people saying, I've read your book, and then they pitch me their <laughs> services. Like, you, you just missed the point. Yeah? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, this is about, you know, if you, if you, if you want to sell me something, first, I'm not actually the right person to sell to in the organization. The CEO never is. Um, and, um, and, and the other thing is that, you know, you, if, if I, I want to know something about you as well, because if I'm going to buy something from you, it's probably a long-term relationship. And I want to know whether your organization is a culture that I understand and, and want to work with. So it's a two-way process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes people come online and what I see is that because we've got used to sending people text messages in a very short format or, you know, we WhatsApp people in a short, you know, you know, banter format, immediately people think that they can do that on social. And if you're selling something to me, I would expect you to be as professional as you would do yep. if you were sitting in a meeting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a great conversation. This, <laughs> this is so good. And um, boy, I'm sure we're going to have to have you back to continue this conversation. Um, here, here's what I, I want to challenge everybody with. And we, we never end up, well, first of all, you've got to get a copy of Tim's book. <laughs> so I can't read, wait to read Smarketing. Uh, check out, you need to check out uh, Tim Hughes' social selling book, though. It's, it's a must have for every sales professional. And I think it gets to the heart of, of what, um, what we want to challenge ourselves with this week is what are some ways that we can improve our conversational intelligence, especially when it comes to digital communication, you know, that the social communication that we enter into the way we engage with people online, whether they're clients or prospects or friends or influencers, what can we do to improve our conversational intelligence? And I, I want to challenge everybody to maybe even just go back, scroll through your LinkedIn activity in the last week, or hopefully there's been some in the last week, if not start engaging in conversation digitally, but go back and look at the way you're engaging with people, check your messages, check your, check your updates and see, you know, does this line up with the, the face-to-face etiquette um, and the, the personality and the approachability that, that, that I would, that I would display face-to-face. And if not, you know, let's all ask ourselves a question what, what are some things that we can do to, uh, to, to improve that conversational intelligence? I think it's going to yield some results. Tim, any last words uh, to encourage our, uh, our audience out here? Uh, yeah, I'd just take the, um, your everyday um, manners and etiquette and take it online. You know, I, I, I was at a conference yesterday. There was a whole bunch of people that tweeted my stuff. I went to them. I found them on LinkedIn. I connected to them. And I don't think anyone came back and said, yeah, thanks. Right. Or, or great to connect. Or, Isn't that amazing? Or, you would or, never do that. But, 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 it's a, but it's a social side. And I go, gosh, you, you know, it, it's so interesting because uh, everybody that asks me to connect, I send them something back of thank you, right? And yeah. so forth. And I'd say less than 20%, maybe 25%, Tim, actually come back and say something. And that's the cue to keep the conversation going. So I said, of course it is. yeah, I mean, it's just simple stuff. That's no, just simple, good. you know, that's simple human 
Read the person's profile. Uh, thank them. Read the person's profile. Oh, uh, I see you do this. That looks interesting. I, I see you do mountain biking. That looks interesting. <laughs> 30 seconds, yeah, conversation uh, in motion. Yeah, and, and immediately <laughs> you're having a conversation. And the next minute you're, you're you know, next minute you're probably mates. Uh, yes, yeah, you know, you know Daryl and Larry, you, you, you and we've all met each other over social. We yeah. did, yeah. We're, we're sitting here and we're having this conversation, and we would class ourselves as friends through social. And everybody who connects over social could have this sort of thing, and that gives you an ability not necessarily to sell to, but to sell through. Yeah, oh, that's because good. because the, the, the important point also is that don't forget that um, because I know Daryl and Larry they are talking to other people and they may turn around and say, Tim and my business partner, Adam Gray, who they know as well, are the people that you need to talk to. Absolutely. So it's, not, it's not just about selling to your network, but it's about selling through your network. And what you'll find is that um, if you're nice to everybody and you have these sort of conversations, you don't have contacts, you have a network. Yep. And the strength right now in, in this business world is to have a proper network. Bingo. Wow. What a great conversation. Um, thank you to Tim. Thank you for joining us this week. You're and you're, I, it's always, it's always thought provoking. Anytime we get to talk, uh, definitely follow Tim online, look for his book uh, till next week. Keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, really evaluate yourself. How am I doing in driving authentic digital conversation? And most of all, keep selling from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.